Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Hello and welcome back to 1111 Talk Radio. It is a joy to be with you and I hope that you woke up this morning and gave yourself a deep inner smile, allowed your being to expand to its full capacity and open to life because it is your stage. Life is this amazing place that we get to experience and express, where we get to perform and perceive where we're given the opportunity to explore and discover ourselves and all the aspects of everything that's around us. In this virtual reality, we get to partake of our senses and we get to open up to everything that life brings us, only to discover that there is a huge universe inside that we are here to delve into along the way. It's this paradoxical journey where we go in and out and in and out, where we are taught by life that everything we need is within. And yet, this part of us inside, the yin that is within us, desires to be creative, to dream, to birth. And the yang within us then moves back out into the world in order to experience and express again. We are that eternal infinity, that space and matter that moves from the void into creation and back into the void. And as we do so, we become the star of our own life. And that is a great way to begin what our show is about today, because I have an incredible guest who has the amazing experience of not only being on life stage, but being a rock star on stages. And he has a lot of wisdom to share in regard to his experience as a rock star, but also his experience as a yogi, as someone who meditates, as someone who has done the deep exploration in life. But even more so, what I want to celebrate about this beautiful being is his creative capacity It appears to me that he has a soul that desires to truly immerse within all that he is able to be and allow that to outpour, not only to experience for himself, but in a way that he can serve others. And ultimately, what does that call or what does that look like? Well, I think that looks like love because that's what we're here to be. We are here to be the embodiment and the expressions of love in a way that we fill ourselves up with it and we let it overflow, that we allow that love of ourselves to touch beings all around us, whether we know that we've touched them or whether we don't, to let our essence infuse the environment around us. And that's how we begin to create heaven on earth. So we're going to talk today to Alexander Woody Woodrow. And he is the best-selling author of, of the You Are the Rockstar book series, as well as a coach, a yoga guide, and a founding member of the rock band Our Last Night, one of the biggest independent rock bands in the world. His work empowers others to feel good in their body, gain confidence in their life, and fully own their personal power. We're discussing his latest book, 
You Are the Rock Star, Stage Presence for Life. And within this book, he shares many stories, some that are his own and some from famous musicians. But wherever the stories come from, the most important story that he wants you to know about is the one that you're living now. Welcome, Woody, to 1111 Talk Radio. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, Simran. What a beautiful intro. Thank you. Well, I love the practicality of your writing. I love the intimacy, how uniquely you shared something uh, that was your personal experience. But yet, I think in the hearts of all of us, we all imagine ourselves as the rock star. We all imagine ourselves on that stage, you know, in Mm. front of people, wanting to impact people. And yet, I think very few really realize that life is that stage, that we are already in the position of where we can do that, but we have to begin with where we are right now and with the life that we have been given uh, as as the starting point of that. Um, mm-hmm. I think what most people encounter at some point in their lives is this idea that they're not enough, that they don't have what it takes to um, be what their ego tells them they need to be, much less who they are currently. Let's start there and talk a little bit about some of that self-doubt that shows up that is probably the greatest hindrance to showing up in our lives as the rock star that we are. Yeah, I really believe that when we compare ourselves to others, we steal our own joy away from the present moment and our ability to be here right now because we're sending conflicting signals to the universe in regards to being present and accepting where we are and who we are. And that's really part of the thread that weaves this recent book, Stage Presence for Life, together is is this, this idea that where you are is right where you're supposed to be. And if you compare yourself to where others are at, it's a recipe to take you from the present moment. And the present moment, as we know, is a gift. And sometimes we forget that, which is normal. It's, it's part of being human, I think, to forget the gifts that are right in front of us. But we need to remember that the things that are in front, let's say it's uh, the people that inspire us, or maybe it's our goals. Those things aren't there to make us feel inferior. They're made to inspire us and we create them. And the journey of stepping onto the stage of your life is how you create this magic special sauce from observing other people and practicing coming back to being here right now. So that this way, if our mind tries to compare ourselves to others, we can bring it back to right here, accepting where we are on our journey, realizing that we're perfectly imperfect and that's okay. And that's all part of becoming and owning this rock star essence of your life. Because like you said, each stage represents each moment. And we all have a stage to perform on every day. And I think we must remember that because if we don't, then we're going to feel as though we're not good enough and that we're perhaps not deserving of the moment that we're entering into. And then essentially we're cutting ourselves off from the beauty of the life force that flows both within and all around us. 
That is so true, and I think that the core underlying thread throughout this book really has to do with presence, the power of presence. And we live in this world where it's so easy to get distracted. It's it's easy to take detours from the present moment. Uh, so many people are caught in the past, or we're conditioned into this idea of where we have to get to, the destination, the goals, the uh, things that have to be attained, the right relationship, the right bank account, mm. getting to a certain point in a job. And so in a way, we've created this obstacle course within life that presents the challenges to staying present. Talk a little bit about how to navigate this world of conditioning mm. that creates a world aura of moving forward, getting what I've got to get, um, striving, hunger, killing it, you know, all those things that that right now the the, the marketing or the societal uh, mindset pushes people towards mm. rather than being able to be in that relaxed position of receiving rather than going out and grabbing. Right. Well said. So the way that I like to break it down is to, to simplify it to five aspects of becoming the rock star of your own life. And the first one is to reframe any failure that might come up in our path. So that just means whatever we experience any lows, they present the opportunity for us to learn, to reframe, and then to keep going. And that is a powerful shift mentally when we don't allow our circumstances to define us. So that's what I would say um, as the first step towards owning your own personal power, your presence, and that rock star essence. Number two would be to just play full out. So whatever you choose, play full out, enjoy it. It's okay to look ridiculous and to not be right or to not know everything when you start. And I think we, we tend to beat ourselves up here and there and think that we need to have all the answers when we try a new endeavor or start a new project or pursue a career in music or writing, could be anything. But if we give ourselves permission to play full out and still embrace number one, which was reframing failure, we really become this force to be reckoned with because we're learning and we're always embracing this childlike beginner mindset, which is so necessary for our growth. And number three, I would say if you want to be the rock star of your life, we really need to shift and focus more on how we want to feel rather than how we want to look. There's so much out there in regards to social media or just how we're marketed to that it's about how we look to others. But if we focus more on how we want to feel, how we look becomes a byproduct and people around us will naturally wonder what we're doing and want some of that. It's a really cool experience, almost as if when we smile, someone smiles back, I think you mentioned earlier as we started the podcast that smiling is really important. Like you just briefly said smiling. And I love that so much because 
in a way, when we smile, we're creating our own endorphins, which translates in my mind to you're creating happy hormones. And so you're making a choice to feel better in the moment so that this way it's not as much about how we appear. It's more about how we feel. And that makes you a mega attractor for what you want in your life. So that's really, really important. And number three, number four is to connect with ourselves. It's really, really important that we first connect with ourselves before we try to connect with other people because it's like trying to give what we don't have. And I've been someone in the past who's, I've had relationships where I've focused on trying to fix or you know help those people. But I couldn't do that because they had to really help themselves, which I think is um, a classic thing for you know anyone who's doing their best to be of service in the world. And we wanna help people, but people really have to help themselves. We can't take them the distance. We have to just be an open door and a support for them. And this makes it really important for us to connect with us before we try to connect with others in a service capacity. And what do I mean by that? Well, I kind of mean the importance of a practice like meditation or a practice like yoga, maybe even journaling or a physical exercise, something that causes self-reflection and empowers you, boosts your energy and allows you to fill your cup up. So this way you're not pouring from your cup when you're helping others, you're actually pouring from your overflow because your cup has to remain full. So focusing on connecting first with ourselves really, really helps to then be able to connect with other people. And another thing that I wanna add to this number four is, is to create. We need to be not only connecting with ourselves and others, but it's important if we want to feel empowered and we want to feel like the rock star of our lives to be creating in some format. And it doesn't necessarily matter the format as long as we're creating something. We have a natural tendency to be creative as human beings. If we don't create and we fall into the mundane day after day routine, we block ourselves from that life force we were talking about a little while ago. So creating is a great way to move beyond any of this doubt or any of this negative experience that tends to confront us as we're growing and experience life. And then once we create, we can contribute. And that feels really good because it's one of our basic needs as humans is to be of contribution to the world. So that's all encompassed in number four of, of connection. So just to recap, when we connect with ourselves, it's easier to connect with others. And then when we create, it helps us so that we can free any limitations that we're experiencing in the world so that then we can contribute and just feel really damn good in the process. And then number five, is just to have fun. So if you really want to be the rock star of your life, it's important just to have fun. There's a reason that when kids are in the room, they're the center of attention. It's not, there's no reason, or I shouldn't say there's no reason, but I've been in a room many times where there's been kids and they are the focus. There's no point in trying to make yourself the focus. Let's say you're giving a presentation or trying to guide a meditation or a yoga flow. The kid is the focus. So why is that? 
Well, a kid has this infectious, explorative energy that's new, and they're having fun most of the time. So embracing that childlike mindset, which we mentioned back in number one, is really important because it allows us to have fun. And people will naturally be drawn to us and will want to connect when we're in joy in our life and we're embracing having fun doing what we're doing. Because life, this experience, we, I think we take it really seriously, at least I do. And I have to have my partner remind me sometimes to smile and laugh and not take everything so dang seriously. And having fun is a great way to move beyond that in any format. It could be laughing, watching a funny movie. It could be just doing voices, um, acting, exploring yourself. But having fun is part of that epic secret sauce that makes you the rock star of your life because people will naturally feel good in your presence. Does that all make sense? Oh, absolutely. So I'll ask my listeners, are you ready to rock? Well, Alexander Woody Woodrow shares his insights, strategies, motivation, and tools so that you can overcome your challenges and play big on the stage of your life. He recognizes we have important choices to make about where and with whom we spend our time and energy and offers a broadened sense and perspective about what presence truly is in ways we might be all more expansive in the way we live, love, and grow. His new book, You Are the Rock Star, Stage Presence for Life, is a glimpse into what's possible. He's not going to teach you how to be because he knows that you already know how to be you. You know deeply in your core. It's just a matter of giving yourself the permission to be your authentic self. His book is a guide to tap into your potential, to explore coming back to yourself, coming home to you, the real you the rock star you. You can find out more about Alexander Woody Woodrow at youaretherockstar.com. That is youaretherockstar.com. And while you're picking up his new book, You Are the Rock Star, you can uh, pick up the other two in the series. You Are the Rock Star, Step Into Your Power and Live Your Purpose. And You Are the Rock Star, Finding Your Financial Flow. He also has Foundational Flow, the Beginner's Yoga Guide. Again, find out more at youarethrockstar.com. We'll be right back with more of Woody Woodrow right after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, 
more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose, the 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before I get back to my guest, I wanted to mention that my new trilogy is out, and I would love for you to partake of it. This is not a set of books that you're going to read quickly. They're not designed to be that way. This is a set of manuals that is the soul speaking back to you. And you really only need to read about a paragraph a day um, out of each book. And so it will work as medicine within you when you do so. The first two of these are out right now. The first one is Living, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience. And there are moments in the human journey that will feel like an uphill climb with both ordinary and extraordinary circumstances. And hidden within plain sight are these unique and unconventional set of blessings that are available to all of us to help navigate this thing we call life. I invite you to discover the seven blessings of human experience and understand how you not only created these, but how they are guiding you to your true soul potential. The second book in the series is Being, The Seven Illusions That Derail Personal Power, Purpose, and Peace. This is a book that is more about how we as the individual impact the collective. The scales of universal justice are rebalancing the elements of crisis, chaos, and dysfunction within our social systems and global structures. Being, the second book of the Self-Realization series, addresses the seven illusions of societal conditioning, time, duality, money, hierarchy, identity, evolution, and war. And as you become aware of these individual expressions of fear, self-obsession, and separation, the opportunity to transcend the human condition exists and also serve the world in a very powerful way. The third book, Knowing the Seven Human Expressions of Grace will be out February of 2023. So go ahead and get your first two of the trilogy so that you can begin to do the work inside to unfold into deepening your humanity when you step into knowing book three. I'd also like to mention that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. So if there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They want you to experience a happier, more fulfilling life. There's a special offer for 1111 Talk Radio listeners where you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11. BetterHelp has a broad range of expertise available that might not be locally available in many areas. It is available to clients worldwide, and you can log into your account at any time and send a message to your therapist. What I love is that you get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's easy and free to change therapists if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. How about visit their website, read their testimonials that are posted daily, and you can join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11, betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash 11, and spell out the word 11, and you'll get your 10% off your first month. My guest today is Woody Woodrow, and he is an actual rock star, but he is also a coach, a yogi, a meditation guide, and the founding member of the rock band, Our Last Night. He's written a book called You Are the Rock Star, Stage Presence for Life, and it is the third of his books in this series. From massive festivals to daily conversations, every day we are on stage. Each stage allows us an opportunity to express our unique presence, our stage presence. This is the secret, the charisma that lets us shine. Welcome back, Woody. I want to go back to the five points that you mentioned in the previous segment, reframing failure, playing full out, uh, shifting and focusing on feeling, connecting with self so that we become greater creators and contributors to life, and also having fun. And you open up the book with a perfect story uh, about uh, putting on a concert and having to follow a very large band mm-hmm. under the one and only tent that was in this festival. And the crowd seemed to leave the tent uh, after this panned, leaving you only with a certain number of followers of your own. And yet you went in with this attitude, very much of like what you've just spoken in the five points, where you were ready to play full out, whether there was one person or 3,000 people, where you focused in on the feeling, uh, where you got out there just to have fun. And what delighted me about the story was that a storm ensued, (laughs) bringing all the people back, which is part of the magical quality of life. And, And to me, that speaks to when we really do not only get in a vibration and a centering of who we are and what our personal purpose is, but where we also let go. There's a certain degree of non-attachment that has to be there where we're really just anchored in where we are to allow the forces of the universe and the the to co-create with us to bring forward the experience that we're desiring to experience. Um, and, And I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that since you also lead people through meditation and you also coach people. It's so easy to get attached to what we want and mm-hmm. desire, particularly, you know, the acclaim or, or a certain outcome or a goal because of a desire for our own significance or our own ego. But the ability to let go and just say, I'm going to be here fully present and play full out and enjoy this moment for myself 
that's a real space of not only self-love, but also self-respect. Agreed. I, I really feel sometimes like desire gets a little bit of a bad rep to where I think desire is, is just life. Because if we're desiring to take our next breath, we're desiring to experience and be here now. And where I think maybe it gets a bit convoluted is where we have desires that come from more of an attached place and from a place of ego that is more a sense of an inflated ego rather than just the traditional ego. And what I mean by that is our ego is just something we always have with us. And I don't think it's a negative thing either, just like I don't necessarily believe desire inherently is a negative thing. I think it's part of this experience, this uh, spiritual experience we're all having in life as humans. And we all have the power to use our ego to perform at a higher level if we so choose. And so at the root of that story was an agreement that I had made with myself, which was part of becoming the rock star of your life, that five-pointed little thing I shared earlier about playing full out. And I had made this decision a while ago, regardless of if there was one person or 3,000, like you said, I was going to show up and play all out no matter what which is also very fitting nowadays because everyone has cell phones. So you could play for one person and they could all of a sudden have 10 million YouTube subscribers. And if you didn't give your all, then all of a sudden those 10 million people on their subscription list would see you not really caring because there's only one person in the crowd. And I think that's a great metaphor for just showing up no matter what we're presented with. And when we make a choice to show up and play full out, what we're doing is we're allowing, and this is my, my perspective on it, we're allowing our ego to come out a little bit. Because unless it's inflated or operating, operating from a place of attachment, I think the ego really helps us so that this way we can perform at a level we might not normally have performed at. Now for me, I enjoyed jumping through the air, spinning my guitar around my head, and letting this inner part of me, this warrior side, come out on stage. But when people would meet me off stage, they'd always say, wow, you're so chill. It's so different than the way you are on stage. Now, was who I am on stage and off stage a different version of, of who I am? I don't think so. I think it's all authentically me on different stages of my life. And I was allowing on stage my ego to come out so I could perform fully within this music, connecting to people and allowing myself to do things that I might not normally have done. And I think that's important to embrace because it steps our game up and it lifts our vibration so that we can get after life, not letting it happen to us, but becoming a force to be reckoned with, going after the things that we desire the things that we're chasing to make us better and to make a bigger impact in the world. And to go back on that story like you were sharing, it's one of my favorite stories from touring for almost 20 years because we were down a bit bummed before we went on because it was a death metal festival that we'd been booked on. And we were not a death metal band. 
we were more alternative rock, post-hardcore, a little bit metal, but not death metal. And just to put it in perspective, that same weekend at the festival, a band called Slayer was headlining. And I've listened to Slayer for a while, but to put us on a bill with Slayer is pretty out there. And it is also kind of setting us up in, in our mind to be the butt of the, of the uh, festival. And so we literally were worried if we were going to get stuff thrown at us. Just, you know, how you think the cliche in your mind of getting booed, getting vegetables or tomatoes or whatever mm-hmm. it is thrown at you. And, and we were a little bit feeling as though we weren't where we were supposed to be. So before we went on stage, there was a epic death metal band called Thy Art is Murder. And the name is very depictive of how they sound. And they had a huge crowd. And, we rem- and I remember being backstage warming up and looking out from, from behind the, the stage and seeing this huge audience, thinking that, oh, wow, maybe all these people will stay and watch us. But as they finished their set, this mass exodus ensued and they all left the tent. There was about 10 people that were our dedicated fans at this barricade as we took the stage. I fell back on, in in a positive way, I fell back on allowing myself to play full out. So we still rocked it, gave everything that we had to it. But then the rains came. And like you said, we were playing under the only tent in the festival. So then everybody came running back under the tent to escape the rain. And we went from playing to 10 people to playing to approximately 3,000 in the matter of a minute to two minutes, which was such a trip. And it just lit this fuse, this spark within us, rewarding this choice that we had made to play full out no matter what. And we finished our set. The energy was electric. It was super fun. We walked back behind the stage and the rain just stopped as if on cue with the end of our set. I remember laughing a little bit and thinking that that was very synchronistic. Then when I looked over, I noticed a bunch of people behind the stage and they were pointing up at the sky. And I was like, I wonder what they're looking at. So I grabbed my guitar and my pedal board and I walked down the ramp from the back of the stage. I looked to my right up in the sky and there was this huge double rainbow over the whole death metal festival. And if, if, uh, if I've ever heard of an oxymoron before, that is one of them. A double rainbow over a death metal <laughs> festival. It was a very beautiful blessing. And the way that I saw it was that it was a reward from what I like to call the rock gods. But we could call that the universe, spirit, source, nature. That when we play full out, we get rewarded as long as we make that decision within to go after what it is that we want to feel what it is we want to achieve and what that actual desire we're seeking is and how it can be more beneficial for other people as well as ourselves. And then it creates magic in our life. You know, I've always believed when you fully commit to something, everything moves out of the way to, to bring on more than you can imagine. And I, I, commitment is not 99%. It has to be 100% because 99% commitment is no different than 1% commitment. And I, I totally get your story because when I went on my own one-woman show tour 10 years ago, it was with that kind of commitment of whether one person shows up 
or a thousand people show up, I'm doing this because I love it, because I want to do it, because I want to experience myself in it. And I think that that's part of the childlike place that that is within us. Because when you look at a small child, especially if they're in front of a mirror, you know, they are adoring themselves. They are completely enamored with themselves. And I think we are here to delight ourselves to no end. And that moves that desire uh, from something external to something internal, which then creates a completely different result. Uh, The feeling that you had at that time, knowing that, okay, the crowd is thinning out and I've only got these 10 or 12 that are are my avid followers, but I'm going to play full out with them. How did you anchor into a feeling that kept you in that divine confidence, that kept you in that place where you uh, stuck more with what was within than what you could see externally. Mm. The way that I look at it is we have the opportunity to harness our ego with the attitude of gratitude. And I think if we embrace the attitude of gratitude by being grateful for this moment, for what we're presented with, for those 10 people, for that one person, or for the 3,000 people, then it allows us to not only play full out, but I think it allows us to tap into the life force energies that flow through us and all around us. Because like I said before, the ego is something that is not inherently negative. And if we're presented with a difficult situation, we can actually use that to power through. And maybe a correct statement would be more so how we power into so that we are in the present moment more and not taken out of it thinking we should be somewhere else or desiring to be somewhere else. So for me, when that feeling arose of, oh my gosh, everyone's leaving, it kind of put a little bit of a a positive chip on my shoulder to perform, but that happened through letting my ego out and harnessing it by being grateful for the fact that there were still people there. And even if there wasn't people there, I still would have played full out because that's just part of the decision I made a long time ago when I saw some of my favorite artists playing and I was enamored by them and how they carried themselves. I was never someone who was super in awe of the musicianship. I thought it was cool, but I was more connected and fascinated by how people created this unification with themselves and the audience and how they created this relationship by making eye contact, by jumping in the crowd, by carrying themselves and, and allowing them and their energy to be larger than life. I was drawn to that. And so that furnished this, this fire, like it, it was this furnace for me that was always lit as soon as we started playing that even if there was no one there, I was still going to play full out no matter what. And My guest today is Woody Woodrow, the best-selling author of the You Are the Rockstar book series, as well as a coach, med- meditation guide, and founding member of the rock band Our Last Night. I urge you to get his new book, You Are the Rockstar, Stage Presence for Life by Alexander Woodrow. We'll be right back with more of this inspiring story right after these messages. 
want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. My guest, Alexander Woodrow, is the author of You Are the Rock Star, Stage Presence for Life, the third book in the series of You Are the Rock Star books. He says within his book, internal dialogue is a performance as well. It's a performance with and within yourself. It's the decisions you make, the voice that tells you you can or you can't. But it's not just your own voice. Your internal dialogue represents a mental construction of how people will perceive you, or rather, how you think they will perceive you. It represents how you co-create with others inside of your mind. Again, this is from his book, You Are the Rock Star, Stage Presence for Life. I invite you to find out more about him by going to youaretherockstar.com. I had to cut you off a little bit in that last segment. Mm -hmm. I apologize for that, Woody. But I want to go back to what you were talking about. And what I've discovered in my own life is for much of our lives, the ego uses us unknowingly. We are being used by that ego. We are being directed by it. Our choices, our decisions often stem from it and the construct of the ego that we created to make us safe. But then once there is this shift into awareness and a shift into greater presence, We have the opportunity then to 
use the ego well to harness that ego as you termed it and then allow that ego to shine in a different way for a greater purpose. Um, within the book, you do go into group ego. You go into uh, that backstage ego that you spoke about and then the onstage ego that you talked about. If we took the ego a step further into the place of really serving the greater world, would you say that your stage performance and just being who you are and allowing yourself to be in that childlike place, playing full out, having fun, is that ego being used to serve the greater good? Or is there any step beyond that that you would like to share? I would say yes. I think it is making a step to serving the greater good. And it's doing it in the capacity of feeling the most alive. And that's really important because we need more people to feel as though they're coming alive. Reason being, when people come alive, they inspire other people to come alive. Similar to how if you have one candle, you can light many candles. If you feel and experience this, this um, like if you're experiencing somebody who is radiant, then it's hard not to feel radiant afterwards. And so that's why I think it's helping out the greater good when we're allowing ourselves and our ego to come out so that we can perform at a high level and connect in a greater capacity. Now, kind of like what you said, you know, a lot of times we tend to be a slave to our ego. This is where it's really important to remember that the attitude of gratitude is key to harnessing our ego and letting it out, but also having the reins on it so we can reel it back in. When we're grateful for the present moment, we, we don't fall on our face thinking that we're the greatest thing that the universe has ever created. Instead, we're remembering the beauty of being here right now and not allowing that ego to become inflated since we have the reins of that attitude of gratitude, harnessing it in. So that, that's mainly the point that I really want to emphasize is that you know, you're, you're way more powerful than you think. And your ego is not a negative thing. It only becomes negative when it gets inflated and you attach to things in your life thinking that they define you. The way we overcome that is by allowing our ego out so that we can step into our power and experience things that it's hard to even imagine completely. But if we let our ego out to shine, and it means it, there's an infinite way of of experiencing, just as there's an infinite way of you letting your ego out. But remembering that when we're grateful for what we have, we're grateful for the people with us, the places that are presented um, in the form of travel, or even just maybe it's a you go to a meditation, maybe you show up for yourself in the morning on your meditation mat or do yoga. When you show up for the experiences, you step into this opportunity to let your ego out, but in the format of it being harnessed with the attitude of gratitude. So that's really what I want to make sure is, and I've said it a few times in, in different ways, but I just want to make sure um, that it is, it is solidified there because that's how we harness it. And that's how we allow it to lift us to new heights. There's another touching story and it, it illustrates that we don't often have to even go in with this idea that we're going to serve because even that can sometimes be egoic mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in the, the more shadowy way. 
But when we show up really as who we are and just the kindness and the openness of our hearts, oftentimes we're serving in capacities that we don't even realize. And I'm speaking about uh, the time you had a concert where there was a young girl and her father with the wheelchair and they were not going to be able to see. And, and you just wanted to position them in a place where they would be able to see the concert. And you didn't know something vitally important about the gentleman that was in the wheelchair until after the concert took place. Talk a little bit about that story and how that type of service is kind of natural and organic. And it just comes from us being our authentic selves, fully present in the moment mm. and kind of intuitively open to what the needs of others might be at the time. Mm. I think when we're focusing on being of service, like you said, it can sometimes fall into this, this negative trap of, you know, it's still this thing you're attaching to of being of service. But when we start to become observant and aware of our surroundings, it's it's not as much just this, oh, I have to be of service. I have to constantly be of service. It's more just who you are. And you want to create an experience both with and for other people. And I experienced this when I was younger. My first concert I ever went to was Some 41 at Bill's Bar on Lansdowne Street in Boston. And I went down there with some of my best friends and one of my friend's dad. And we didn't have tickets to the show. It was a really tiny venue. It was also sold out. But we just decided to go down. And I think we were maybe junior high, freshman in high school at the time. Big fans of Some 41 as they were just getting big. But we just waited outside the venue thinking maybe we could meet them on the way out or the way in, knowing that we probably wouldn't get into the show. But just being there was electric. Then all of a sudden, off the tour bus, the manager walked out and he said, all right, who, do, who here wants to get on the guest list? And all of us were like, are you kidding me? We looked at each other in disbelief. And before we could think about it too much, our friend's dad just threw all of our names on the list. And long story short, we got into the show and it was this tiny bar and we had the most beautiful experience at our first concert ever really intimately experiencing this band that we had looked up to for over a year at that point and i'll never forget that because it was almost as if that person was just doing something because that's what they they did it wasn't something they were choosing to have to do it was just this is who i am i'm gonna go just go outside and just say hey who wants to get on the uh, on the guest list and I always remembered that. And so I always would go out of my way, just not making a choice. Again, not making this, oh, I have to go do something for someone else. I observed a situation. I acted because it's how I would want to be treated if I was in that situation. And if somebody was going to take the time out of their day to come to the concert I was playing, I wanted to make sure that they had the best experience possible. And that was beyond thinking about being an act of service. I was just looking to connect and make sure everyone enjoyed their experience. So I think it's really important to, to really focus more on how, how we want to be rather than these things that we have to do to become who we want to be. And it might, that might be sound a little confusing, but all I mean is that you know, who you are is, more, is, is the most important. And when your rituals, your routines, your practices become who you are, 
then you don't have to think about it so much. You get to just be pure consciousness, pure awareness, and you get to be responsible with life. And I've done a lot of meditation at the Isha Institute here in Tennessee, which is Sadhguru's Institute. And he has this really beautiful saying where he says, he says that life is about being response able. So he breaks the word responsibility into two. And he says the very act of experiencing life and saying yes to life is about responding and being response able, understanding that our actions, they might be limited. I might not be able to go help somebody who's in a different country, but my ability to respond to whatever situation presents itself offers the opportunity to say yes to life. And that's really at the heart of what we're getting at is when you see something, when you are in alignment and you have become that thing that you want to be, whether it's of service or whether it's um, a reflection of what's possible or true creative, pure essence just radiating from you, joy, love, then you don't have to make a choice to be that because you just are that. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Cool. Um, and and I, I think you illustrate it in several stories very well, how you do that. We have just a couple of minutes left in the show, and I wanted to bring up a point around the connecting with self-peace, creating mm. and contributing. And in one of the chapters, you talk about how you began to do this prayer, and, and it was this prayer for you, but yet it was this prayer for the people there to be safe, to be loved, to experience something beautiful in your concert. And you began to uh, exclaim that prayer every time that you uh, were in front of an audience. And that allowed you to create and contribute. Talk a little bit about how that level of service not only expanded you, but also touched your audience. Yeah, it just reminded me that this moment can be fleeting if we don't stay in the moment. And I guess what I mean by that is just, you know, the things in life can pass us by if we don't embrace those sweet essences, the sweet nectars of the present. And for me, it was playing on stage and touring the world. I never took it for granted. Even when we were a little band and it was really, really challenging, I always knew that I would look back on these days and think that, wow, this was an amazing experience. Even if the experience was something as awful as our our tour bus driver on the first tour bus tour we ever did robbed us of $20,000 in Germany and left us on the side of the road. Even in those kind of experiences, I still was able to stay grateful. And so that, that prayer that I would say, the, this thank you so much for this opportunity, thank you for guiding me in the forces and frequency of love and only love. You are safe, you are protected, you are guided by the forces and frequencies of love and only love. That, that thing would just remind me that who I am is love at the core of my being. And the duty of myself to be a reflection of that is something that I honor. And I am so grateful to have had that experience and continue to have that experience in that capacity to be a reflection of what's possible to be love and Thank to share you. that with the world. Yeah. Thank you, Woody, for being on 1111 Talk Radio, a perfect ending to a beautiful show. His new book, You Are the Rock Star, 
teaches you to take your power back. It grounds you and launches you into the next level of your life, whether it's with family or friends, a boss or a bandmate. The book frees you from your limitations so that you can be your true and authentic self in any situation. Check him out at youarethrockstar.com. And next week, join me again. Until then, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Zimron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.